The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. Oh, you mean uh, the Discovery acquiring Warner Brothers? No, the, the hierarchy of power. Oh, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are coming back. No, I, Chris, I don't. I don't think you're understanding what the change in hierarchy of power means. Oh. Um, oh, Blue Beetle. Uh, it's gonna be really cool. The live no. action Blue Beetle. No, wrong again. Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods? Seriously, that is the antithesis of what I'm talking about. I mean, Helen Marin is pretty powerful. That's true. Oh, I know what you mean. Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. No. Uh, actually, huh? you're kind of right. If that movie gets released. Yeah, if it happens. It might not even happen. Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today we're talking about Black Adam. Lightning bolt sound effect. I guess thunder. Lightning doesn't make a sound. Thunder makes the sound. <laughs> it's a lightning sound effect. <laughs> Perfect. Thunder at some point. You know, I'm a little... Lukewarm on this character, and uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. But um, this is this is a hard character to like. I I I think I know the whole point of an antihero is, you know, you kind of root for the bad guy, but it's it's kind of tough to root for somebody that's just so unlikable. (laughs) That's a good way to start the episode, Chris. Yeah, (laughs) we're talking about a character that we don't really like. Well, I don't. I really tried. I really tried. And and I do root for villains in a in a villain kind of way, you know, I mean, but uh, it's I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a fascinating character. There is a lot of history and they've built up a lot of uh, kind of sympathy for him. And there's a lot of good writing that has gone into his character, um, some better than others. It's just interesting how DC extended universe cinematic universe has put so many eggs in the basket of Black Adam, the movie that's coming out which is why we're talking about Black Adam. Uh, but it's just funny that it, so much attention is being placed on this character that's kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's fascinating to me how, how it's come to this. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean, though, because usually after we do these character deep dives, I am all in on getting their first appearance and like saving up. I have zero desire to try and acquire Black Adam's first appearance. And it also has nothing to do with the fact that it is astronomically more expensive than anything I could oh, ever yeah. afford. That's a in my really collection. old comic. Yeah. That's a super old comic. I don't think the majority of people are going to understand how old the character is. We're talking in the forties when this character came out, we're, we're talking there's Superman, Batman, Shazam, black Adam. Like that yeah. is how close everything is here. It's, it's so old. It's not even a DC comic. Yeah. We're going to get <laughs> into before. that part. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go into about the character.
Black Adam was an ancient Egyptian slave who received the powers of the wizard Shazam. However, he was imprisoned for millennia by the wizard after he misused his powers. He was eventually freed in the modern day, where he went on to battle the wizard's new champion, Billy Batson, aka Shazam or Captain Marvel, many times. Although he's recently been portrayed as an anti-hero, he has been one of the more powerful villains in the DC universe. So going through his origins a little bit, this goes way back to ancient Egypt. Teth Adam was a slave in Kandak, where almost all of his family were killed by its dictators. Assuming Pharaoh-like figures in, in this point in history. All except his nephew, Amon. Adam was wounded while trying to allow Amon to escape, uh, managing to help his nephew to freedom. Amon refused to let his dying uncle go, and in an act of selflessness, went back to rescue his Adam, and then they were both transported to the Rock of Eternity. So that's where they met the wizard Shazam. The wizard Shazam offered Amon the role of his champion for his purity of heart, and Amon accepted if the wizard would heal his dying uncle. The wizard agreed, empowering Adam in the process. And as we know, when you get the power of Shazam, you can also give that same power to family, right? Or people that you kind of deem your family. So that's what he was able to do for his uncle. So Shazam, the wizard, tasked Adam and Amon to free the people of Kandak. Amon wanted to save everyone, including the dictators, proposing peace. Adam sought revenge for his family and decides to kill Amon, his own nephew, in the interest of the greater good. I wonder why we don't like this guy. <laughs> so it's a bit of a twist. And, and, that, and that's there's a little bit of a twist in the writing of, of this story because you initially think, oh, OK, so so this this character, you know, is going to be great. And but, oh, no, he, he kills his nephew. And that's not great. So. So he goes on to destroy the dictators and rules Kondok, whose people now call him Mighty Adam. He even defends Kondok against an alien invasion. Eventually, Adam turns on the Council of Eternity, murdering everyone except the wizard in a power play. But the wizard defeats him and exiles Black Adam, now called Black Adam, to the farthest star of the galaxy. So you just said the mighty Adam, which in my head immediately went to the mighty Adam ant. And <laughs> now, because I always wondered, oh, is Adam ant like based on Superman? Is Adam ant supposed to be more based on Black Adam? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Old cartoon. I feel yeah. very old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, eventually, after a millennia or so, he returned to Earth and met and battled with the wizard's new champion, Billy Batson, a.k.a. Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, depending on what storyline you're reading. And yeah. his adopted family, who also have the powers of Shazam. Now, that's one version of his origin, sort of the modern rebirth DC version. And Lance and I talked about it's really hard to kind of figure out DC characters because there is another sort of origin that sort of starts with the way that I just explained. But then in the New 52, he was brought back sort of pre um i don't know pre bc times by uh uh hippolyta from themyscira and somebody else to battle like the ice the ice lord or something and then shazam entombed him and then he was released by a doctor and uh, so that's been retconned and now he just like eventually came back <laughs> at some point 
He made his way back. It was a very long journey. We've talked about this in the past before. DC goes through many different reiterations of their characters because they create alt worlds. They do collisions between worlds and they, they, they do all these reimagining of characters. And so rather than give you probably five different origins for this character, we chose the one that was most likely the one that's going to be portrayed coming up in the Black Adam film that we will be seeing very soon. Yep. I'm waiting for the eventual DC regurgitation where they bring back all the best storylines into the uh, canonical timeline that exists. You know, it's going to be great. Yeah, of course. Names and aliases include Theo Ramses, Dozer, Teth, Adam, Mighty Adam, Yellow Lantern, Teddy and Shazadam, which uh, just sounds like you're playing. Oh, what's that? The name, the name, name game or the movie, movie game. yeah just throw things together and see if they make sense affiliations include the council of immortals conduct shazam family formerly justice league secret society of supervillains injustice league sinestro Corps, and the legion of doom supporting characters include adriana tomas so his wife who has passed away isis who uh has passed away before has come back who was also a love interest for adam and Malik Adam White. Antagonists, of course, Shazam, Billy Batson, the entire Shazam family, the JLA, the JSA, pretty much anyone that is a hero in... Actually, anyone that's a hero and a villain in the DC universe <laughs> is basically an antagonist to Black Adam. Yeah, and after reading some of this, I I, I would add certain characters like Sinestro. He's kind of... He, he, get, he gets kind of buddy buddy with he like respects sinestro and he also gets kind of close with adam smasher and adam smasher is a character that was a hero and then sort of becomes a anti-hero and then he becomes a hero again and he's also in the black adam movie so it's kind of interesting after i knew nothing about adam smasher neither did i before reading this so one of the storylines we'll talk about a little bit later um i would definitely throw him in there because it shows adam sort of reluctantly making these dare I say friendships with other absolutely not um there's this whole storyline where Black Adam Sinestro and uh, you know and and Lex Luthor and Black uh Manta are going around you know fighting people <laughs> and stuff like that and they're all like they're like hey what's up and it's like they're just kind of doing their goodfellas thing and and he gets he gets respect for Sinestro and invites him to dinner in Kandak and it's this I don't know it's just weird no one is ever a real friend to Black Adam because he just uses them. And then if they no longer fit his agenda, they get ripped in half. All right, let's talk about powers and abilities. So when Black Adam was resurrected and kind of the new continuity, he no longer had the powers of the wizard of Shazam, but now rather is granted by uh, six Egyptian deities whose initials also spell out shazam because how convenient yeah (laughs) yeah what a good literary device (laughs) so he has these are all egyptian gods so i don't know if i'm saying them right but we're gonna we're gonna go with on this journey together so he has the stamina of shu which is uh self-sustenance he can survive without food water any sort of sustenance the speed of horus flight superhuman agility superhuman reflexes the strength of amun superhuman strength wisdom of zahuti enhanced senses the power of aten electrokinesis and electroblasts and the courage of mehen now oh yeah 
The Courage of Mahen, Accelerated Healing, and Immortality. And in general, he also has the power of magic power distribution, which is very much Shazam based. So he can share a portion of his magical powers with anyone that he chooses or considers family. So basically his new power set is just a, hey, can I copy your homework? Oh, don't worry. I won't make it look exactly like yours, but then they make it look exactly like theirs. Now, in the DC, we've talked about DC villains are basically mirrors of DC heroes. And and Marvel does this too. And Image does this too. But I think DC is a little bit more guilty of this. So how would you rate the uniqueness of Black Adam to Shazam? Compared to somebody like, you know, Professor Zoom versus Flash, you know, or, you know, people that are basically just like Bizarro and Superman, like the the exact opposite. Like, is Shazam unique enough or is he like kind of just reverse Shazam (laughs) here? So here's why I think that this makes more sense, because these characters came out in the 40s. So they were more of like the first ones to really have that more of a mirror version of hero versus villain. I would say this is probably the template for that. And, and the fact that with black Adam, he had this power set and he was like the fallen one. That's part of this pantheon of heroes. To me, it's really interesting. Do I wish his suit was like a little different Sure, But it also makes sense because the rest of the Shazam family, the rest of the Marvel family has the same suit, just different colors. So, while a lot it's been like very overplayed now it's just like of course our villain in this movie is just the literally the exact same power set as our hero but for this particular case it makes sense to me and it doesn't feel like heavy-handed because like the core of this character is a branch of the hero mm. And, and I know that that sounds very similar to the other heroes that we get, but of course it's associated with the hero. But this was more of like, like we're talking, this came out so much earlier than it's so many so, of these yeah, other was, hero villain early. combos. So I would say this is more of the template. So I, I definitely give it a pass. And I actually think it's a little bit better than a lot of those mirror image, funhouse mirror image versions of hero villains. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, and not every hero has that. And and I think because this was initially not like a DC comic, it was probably a little bit different in the sense. I, I, and I'm, I'm I'm on the side of Black Adam being a little bit more unique because I, I actually do like his. I like the idea of a, a hero getting the powers initially and just becoming squanderous and and you know corrupt egotistical and corrupt first right and then it's like oh no and then the wizard becoming like i i like that that um origin that you know this this wizard who grants the power is like oops i picked wrong <laughs> although he didn't really pick wrong he picked this kid and then you know he kind of gave the yeah, power shared to his, yeah he shared the power to a family member who he trusted and then he got yeah. killed yeah. So it wasn't really the wizard's fault. It was the kid's fault. He was he was too righteous. He was too he was too nice. <laughs> don't be nice, kids. <laughs> That's yeah. what it gets you. If you have a jerk yeah. uncle, don't give him any power. <laughs> yeah. Don't give your uncle superpowers. Jeez. A horrible yeah, decision. That's, that's the lesson here is uh, because it could just go wrong real quick. Wondering who came up with these fantastical ideas of lightning bolts and whatnot and magical power distribution. For that, we go... 
Into the Archives. Black Adam was created by writer Otto Bender and artist C.C. Beck. He first appeared in a publication by Fawcett Comics. Now, we had mentioned this earlier, but you might be thinking, but I thought Black Adam was a DC character. Turns out our ancient Egyptian anti-hero was originally part of the successful comic publisher Fawcett Comics during the Golden Age. His arch nemesis, Captain Marvel, and subsequent related characters were created in response to the rising popularity of superhero comics at the time due to the rise of Superman and Batman. Strangely enough, Captain Marvel became the most popular superhero in the 1940s, outselling Superman, and was even the first comic book superhero ever to have a film adaptation, which blew my mind. Fawcett ceased publications of Captain Marvel-related comics in 1953, in part due to a copyright infringement suit with National Comics, who would later become DC Comics, alleging that Captain Marvel was a copy of Superman. In 1972, Fawcett licensed the character rights to DC. So it, it basically was Fawcett agreed to no longer publish Captain Marvel comics and kind of moving forward, obviously, Black Adam-related uh, comics as well. So... DC then licensed those characters to incorporate them into their universe. And then by 1991, DC had acquired all rights to the entire family character, like the entire mythos. And then in 1994, they basically just straight up bought the rights to the characters moving forward. So no longer licensing, they actually own those characters. Now that the publisher details are all cleared up, let's get back to our creators. Otto Bender grew up with a love for science fiction and would sell his first story co-written with his brother Earl, the first Martian, to the magazine Amazing Stories in 1930. He began his comic book career in 1939-1940, writing stories for Captain Vulture, Bullet Man, and Golden Arrow. A year into working for Fawcett, Bender and editor Ed Heron would begin writing Captain Marvel, leading to spinoffs Captain Marvel Jr. and Mary Marvel. Bender would actually co-create Mary Marvel with Mark Swayze. Bender would go on to write 986 of the 1,743 Marvel Family Saga stories between the years of 1941 and 1953. Other notable co-creations of his include Kara Zor-El, a.k.a. Supergirl. It was around this time that Bender would begin working with C.C. Beck. C.C. Beck joined Fawcett Publications in 1933 as a staff artist creating pulp magazines, when Fawcett began publishing comics in 1939, Beck was given the task to draw Captain Thunder, a character created by Bill Parker. The character's name would be changed before his first appearance in Wiz Comics number two to the iconic, you guessed it, Captain Marvel. And, and CC Beck is actually credited as co-creator of Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. Hmm. Beck enjoyed the more cartoon-like style for Captain Marvel stories, which actually aligned more in tune with the whimsical narrative scripted by Otto Bender and the other writers. Other notable co-creations by C.C. Beck include Captain Marvel villain Dr. Savannah, which we saw in the first Shazam movie, and he did so with uh, Bill Parker, and Mr. Mind co-created with Otto Bender. Bender and Beck would co-create Black Adam, who made his comic book debut in The Marvel Family number 1 in December of 1945. I remember the Shazam cartoons, like actual cartoons that they made. Yeah. And I just, I thought it was really interesting how they, they would draw Shazam Captain Marvel with the, the squinty eyes. And he was always like, ha, ah. you know, he just, just kind of had, I was like, that's a very interesting 
unique style. It was very like um, the Fleischer comics, the Superman Fleischer com- er, cartoons. Remember the yeah. really old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Max Fleischer. And uh, it was kind of like that, like like Popeye was drawn with the squinty eyes. And it was a very like hero-y kind of thing to do. It was like always, it's like I'm shining so bright and I'm squinting. And um, and, it, and it, his hair was always kind of drawn differently, kind of a wavy kind of hair and uh so it was it was a very unique style is not you know and i think it it's it just changes because when he's billy batson he's very like oh you know he's got these little beady eyes and then he becomes shazam and then he's like oh like ah like just just kind of he's always smiling there's some extra cheese on the smile when they're the hero which which black adam is just the black adam's also artistically the early depictions of Black Adam definitely look up like er, like first appearance Black Adam or early Black Adam. He's drawn like not. First of all, he's got hair, but it's in this weird, very, very steep widow's peak and a longer nose and a, you know, shallower cheekbones. He kind of looks gremlin. Like, yeah, his pointed ears, pointed ears like, yeah, it's it's it, he's not the rock a, at all. Like it's it's he's not even like big and buff he's kind of spindly so initially like he's drawn kind of as very you know <laughs> like kind of villainy yeah um, yeah he's mustache twirler yeah and and definitely over the years he's he's kind of adapted into a much more visibly likable character but the early depictions were like oh this guy's definitely a bag <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. because you know it's the 40s and you know you're gonna have villains that are just drawn that way so Yeah, everything was written very straightforward. It was plain to see who was the hero and who was the villain in comics. Mm -hmm. And speaking of comics, let's go over to our pull list, our reading suggestions. So, Chris, what is your reading suggestion? Well, I had not read a lot of Black Adam before this. And uh, so I went to the Internet and found some good recommendations. So I'm going to recommend JSA issues 56 through 58, which is Black Rain. It was written by... Jeff Johns and illustrated by Don Kramer. And it is a storyline when Black Adam teams up with other uh, sort of heroes, uh, heroes slash antiheroes, Adam Smasher, Eclipse, Northwind, Nemesis and Brainwave to take over Kandak, where Black Adam uh, originally is from. And despite efforts from the Justice Society, they are not able to stop him and they take over uh, Kondok. And it's a really interesting story because it's kind of like him working with these other heroes and he kind of gains respect for them. And uh, I I will be honest, like other than Adam Smasher, I had not heard of any of these characters like brainwaves (laughs) taking over uh, people's minds. And Northwind is like the son of Hawkman and you know hawk i was like but he's but he instead of wearing a hawk uh head or hawk helmet it's like his head is a hawk like it's it's like what the (laughs) um so it's yeah it's kind of it's an interesting storyline and like you know the these the jsa goes after him and they kind of get they just botch the mission and um and it just kind of shows how Black Adam just like, uh, this is the right thing to do. We're going to take down this dictator and they do. And then we're going to rule and then everybody's going to love me and you guys are going to be great. And he's so he's very much D&D term uh, 
lawful evil. Like he believes that what he's doing is the right thing and it's for the right reason, right? He is, and he's willing to make the sacrifices in order to do what's right for his people and for his country and for the people that he determines as his friends. And he will take you down if, if you do not get in line. Yeah. No qualm, no qualm. Yeah. No qualms. Right. He's just like, yep, whatever. I'll, I'll get it done. If you, you know, and there have been times I think like, so later in the storyline, Batman goes after him. He's, he's gotten in trouble enough where Batman's like, okay, I'm going to go after him. And black Adam actually says Shazam. And he switches back to, uh, not powered. He goes back to slave Teth Adam. Right. And he's like, I'm going to fight you without my powers because I respect you. Mm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. And Batman is, as we know, an amazing fighter, but because Black Adam has a millennia of training of fighting styles, he almost takes down Batman without his powers. Like, that's how powerful this guy is. But eventually um, something happens where they have to work together and, and they have to take down another threat. That's a whole nother thing. But yeah, I thought it was a kind of an interesting storyline um just seeing how he works together and um it it gave a little bit more of an insight as to his character with with a what he thinks is a positive motivation but it's actually pretty nefarious so i thought it was a good storyline nice yeah that that sounds really interesting actually i i love that idea of the fight without powers against batman that's amazing I chose black adam the dark age written by peter tomasi artist doug mankey uh, inker is Christian Alami and colorist Nathan Eyring. This story has like some horror elements. There's like straight up dismemberment. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it is uh, basically a love story. So we have Black Adam who has fallen in love with Isis. And very recently there was uh, the four horsemen came and famine, I believe, ended up killing Isis. And so Black Adam goes on this massive rampage, killing everyone in his path, including like innocent civilians to go after the fourth, the four horsemen to get his revenge. And it leads to, I think the JLA and the JSA have to step in to try and stop Black Adam from just obliterating the entire like surface area of the world. Cause he's just like scorching earth basically at this point. What they end up doing is Shazam and Zatanna have to do do kind of like this fight slash spell thing. And so they they change the word for Black Adam to change. Basically, what the word he uses to change, which, you know, is like Shazam. They change it, but they don't tell him what the word is. And so he is stuck as his former self. So he is just a mortal again and he doesn't know the word so this storyline is about him wanting to dig up isis and take her to the lazarus pit to resurrect her so he can be with her he takes her to the lazarus pit she resurrects but something's wrong and she basically disintegrates in his hands and so he goes on this mission to get everything that he needs in order to bring her back he goes to um Oh, what is it called? There's a certain tower that he goes to and it's magical. And I know people are probably screaming at me during this recording. Kamertage. No, <laughs> nope. Wrong property. 
but he goes to this individual who basically says, uh, I can derive the power from ISIS to allow you to transform back into your Black Adam form by saying the word ISIS. But the more you do it, the better the the worse the chances that we're actually going to be able to bring her back. You need to go and find all the pieces to her amulet and bring her back here, and then we can resurrect her. So it's the story is just him going to all these different places and having to try as much as he can not to use the powers of Black Adam. And throughout the story, you see his interactions. Adam Smasher is also involved in the story, so you see their relationship a little bit more. And there, there's some. It is does not hold any punches. That like people's mm. limbs are just being whopped, like lopped off. There, there's a lot of murder in this storyline, but very interesting and a uh, very satisfying ending for me based off of this character. So I would definitely recommend checking out that story. The beginning is a little shaky for me, but once you get to maybe like it's six issues, once you get to like the third issue, I was very much in on the story. I was really involved. The first two were fine, but it picks up. So those are our reading recommendations. And I already know that neither, neither of us have a grail for this character. So we're just going to go straight into our adaptations. Okay, so adaptations. There have been a couple of small appearances or mentions. We'll just kind of go through some of the interesting ones uh, before we start talking about, a little bit about what we think the movie is going to be like. Uh, he was mentioned in Smallville, Black Adam, in the uh, episode Isis. There is a museum that has a nameplate that reads the Dagger of Teth Adam. Ooh, little little Easter egg for people. Black Adam also appeared in the Shazam portion of the Kid Superpower Hour with Shazam episode Black Adam's Return. Um, he was he also made appearances in Batman Brave and the Bold and Young Justice, which we both love. And he was referenced in the live action Shazam. There's also a DC animated movie that's uh, Superman Shazam uh versus black adam or something like that and i believe that's on hbo max um i have no idea if it's good i didn't get a chance to watch it but but there is if you want to see animated black adam there you <laughs> go is. and then of course the reason why we're doing this episode is because uh, so this episode is going to drop on october 19th and the film black adam will be released i guess preview night the following day so at least that weekend after this episode drops, you can go and check out The Rock playing Black Adam. We'll see how it goes. We have, honestly, I'm actually more intrigued by watching Dr. Fate <laughs> because, yeah. uh, yes. like, because like, Pierce Brosnan was, yeah. was James Bond to me growing up. So uh-huh. I'm very excited to see him play like a mystical, magical type character. It seems very cool. And I really dig the character designs. Like I like the way Adam Smasher looks. I like Hawkman. So I, I'm kind of all in. I'm ex- I'm hopeful. I want it to be visually entertaining. I'm not expecting a phenomenal film. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of mid as a movie. And I, I think, you know, Dwayne Johnson is incredibly charismatic and I will watch I will watch movies with Dwayne Johnson, but I don't necessarily know if they're going to be like game changing, whatever. But I I think what they're going to go for just from the trailers, from the 
hype, you know, of this movie is they're going for something that's just kind of a solid foundational, like, hey, this is a cool movie. You know, it's not going to be like game changing in terms of superhero movies or whatever. But I mean, but at the same time, it could be one of the best anti-hero movies yeah, <laughs> as superhero we'll movies go. But I the mean, hierarchy, Chris, the hierarchy. Sure, the hierarchy. Sure, Maybe it's the best anti-hero DC movie. Let's let's put it that way. That will have come out. <laughs> sure, we can we can go with that. Whatever. We're, we're going to talk about it after we see it. Yeah, there has been, I guess, some leaked information. I'm not going to mention it, but if things are going to happen the way they are being said or whispered about this movie will have pretty big implications for the dceu moving forward but we will definitely talk about that when we do a review of it after we both see the film but now that we have talked about adaptations it is time to go to our wackiest weirdest most entertaining segment in my opinion what Each issue we do at Nerds Do Best, we share our favorite dream concepts for the comics that we love. And this week, we decided, because honestly, Black Adam, not the greatest of people, uh, and the fact that it's October spooky season, we thought, what horror villain or monster would you like to see go against Black Adam? This concept, we, we were going back and forth about, like, what what if we could really do for this character? And... Uh, Chris brought up more of like the spooky theme because, you know, it's October. We want to try and do something Halloween related in this month. Right. And I actually had some inspiration from part of the reading recommendation that I gave for this episode. So uh, Dark Ages in that uh, run, there is a sequence where Adam is unconscious, but he so he's dreaming and he has this horrific dream of like different members of the JLA as well as ISIS, like dismembering him. They are cutting pieces off of him and he is freaking out. So I thought what character is someone that could, you know, jump into this person's dreams and rip him apart and do horrific things. And that's Freddy Krueger. I think Mm. Freddy Krueger versus black Adam would be a phenomenal comic concept. If you want to do an animated thing for it, I would love to see this confrontation because Black Adam gives such this like stoic, angry, uh, like just overall strong tone. But it's Freddy Krueger. Like you're not going to beat him, really. And I know some people like, but he just doesn't have to believe in him or kind of going that way. But Black Adam definitely has fear. He was terrified in this run. So I I would definitely like to see what Freddy would do against someone like Black Adam. Uh, agreed. I think that'd be really fun. Um, because it's hard to take Freddy down. You know, he's, he's keeps going back. He's a, he lives in dreams. Um, okay. I, I kind of have a safe answer, which is based on kind of myth because black Adam comes from, uh, Egyptian lore. So, um, uh, my initial thing is it's actually not Egyptian lore, but kind of from, uh, Roman, greek lore which is the hydra yeah. so like i think him taking on a hydra very hercules-esque but like somebody that's just like i'm gonna take this down and i have no i don't care if it takes out a civilization with me i'm just gonna take it down however i need to take it down and and um i'm you know i think it'd be an entertaining fight but 
if I were to pit anything against Black Adam, uh, I'm going to put him against a planet full of aliens, <laughs> like oh the, like aliens from the alien movies. So xenomorphs. Yeah, so xenomorphs. So so he goes down and he's like, or, or maybe they land or, you know, it's a predator and he fights a predator and he kills a predator. But then all of the aliens start killing everyone in Kandak. Right. And then he's like, I'm going to take them. Uh, you can't take over my people. And then and then, you know, one of his maybe Isis or his love or interest or whoever gets gets, uh, you know, embryo with yeah, I guess face hugger. And he's like, he tries to like rip it off and he like rips off her head or something. Oh, <laughs> it's like, ah, you know, it's like the strength is too much. And he just starts going to town. He's fighting the alien queen and um, members of the, you know, JSA or JLA, like <laughs> trying to stop him or stop, stop the aliens or whatever. I, I think it'd be a fun crossover and just fighting acid blood and lightning and good times. Yeah, well, we we have seen DC heroes fight xenomorphs before. It has mm-hmm. happened, so yeah. that's that's definitely in the realm of possibility. Here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Marvel owns the rights to both Predator and Alien now for yeah. comics. Yeah. So until until Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery can be friends, uh, we might not be getting that. Actually, maybe Black Adam can take on uh, Skynet. Maybe maybe it's just he fights a go. bunch of Terminators because with lightning, you can like short him out. But then all the all the T-800s and T-1000s come out just liquid metal. Going right. I would for sure want to see see Black Adam versus like an army of T-1000s. That'd be awesome. Yes. Just have you seen this boy? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's but yeah, I, I like that. Just. Just go in Xenomorphs or Terminators or whatever. Just want to see yeah. Black Adam fight, whatever. Yeah. It's good stuff. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, uh, it is time to close the book on Black Adam. So until next time, this is Chris. And Lance. Reminding you to keep your friends close. But your comic books closer. Shazam! the DC universe (laughs) is about to change. Sure.